everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is July 8th, 2020, and we got only 10 minutes late. Not too bad. Not too bad. Another great board meeting for Jake's projects tonight. Very happy uh, about where we're going with that, and a lot of exciting things coming uh, in the near future. So there are a lot of guys that are incredibly talented in San Diego, especially from an author's standpoint. I often tell you about Don Winslow. I've told you about Matt Coyle. There's another guy who lives here. Now, I don't know this dude, but he lives in San Diego, Dave, and really, really good. He's written from GQ, Esquire, a lot. His name is Mike Sager, S-A-G-E-R. Okay. Uh, Sager has a few books out that are collections of stories that he does. The new one that he has is called The Someone You're Not, True Stories of Sports, Celebrity, Politics, and Pornography. (laughs) And you go, God damn, this guy sounds like somebody right up our alley, right? How's he never been on the show? In the book, he's got a a story about Todd Marinovich. Okay. Uh, He's also got... An article about everything from Paris Hilton to Dana White, Pete Carroll, all kinds of things, right? A man who spent 29 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Muslim immigrant who worked to save the life of the white supremacist who tried to kill him. Like some really interesting stories. But then listen to this. You and I have really fucked up. The final story in the book is called The Porn Identity. You like that? (laughs) Well, you didn't fuck up. It was me. A divorced dad takes to the road to find former starlets, retired porn stars, and rediscover his mojo. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I read this, Dave, and I threw my goddamn phone down. I said, what in the fuck? Uh, Sager's other book that I own is called Scary Monsters and Super Freaks. Yeah. Cannot recommend this dude enough. It is great. But I saw that. I go, what the fuck have I been doing sitting down here for two years (laughs) when I could have been on the road finding Asia Carrera? Exactly right. What the shit? Stupid. So I do this show tonight through clenched teeth. God damn it. I ordered the book. I'm like, I got to read who this asshole is. Oh, my gosh. Who do you think he went out to meet? Nina Hartley? Probably. Like, she's hard to find. She's right. everywhere. Right. Like, who are you tracking down? <laughs> I want to see who this guy meets. But I don't know. I guess we're kind of on quarantine. We're kind of off of quarantine. Kevin Faulkner, yeah. empty suit mayor, uh, allows today restaurants. Uh, even if you haven't paid for the permit, man, they're delivering picnic tables. They're doing everything, which I love. For the restaurants to give you the opportunity to stay open, I'll tell you the brightest guy in San Diego is, is Sean Walchev. And Sean Walchev did not uh, take the bait. Sean Walchev didn't take the bait and didn't open the restaurant, continued to be a digital property, and has done great. Didn't impact him at all, the recent changes. You know what? It's, It's interesting you bring that up. I was literally talking to him about that today. Yeah. Because when Sean decided not to open up, he got killed. I mean, oh, yeah, people were people. so upset with them. Whether they went to Applebee's, <laughs> no Dude, one they, chick had it. They told him off, never come into your place again. Killed him on Yelp. I mean, all that yeah. shit that people don't understand. Why are you getting bad reviews on Yelp? Guess what? Sean was the smart guy. He mm-hmm. was the guy that didn't spend twenty thousand dollars trying to bring to fix everybody his back to bring everybody back, and then have to tell him goodbye again. Yeah, my son has a bunch of friends who lost their jobs for the second time. Oh. And it's like, shit, unemployed again. Now you go through the whole process. Yeah, you got to start over. Holy shit. For two weeks. Yeah. So, well, if you remember, if you ever filed for EDD. I have. It's not. <laughs> it's not let me tell you something. If you're, if you're ever in uh, that situation, I'm going to give you some advice. It's two guys that have been let go from a bunch of radio yeah. stations. Do it that fucking day. Yes. Because it's going to take about six weeks for you going to see anything. Well, and I'll tell you a lot of you this, too. This is advice that I gave to my son in Chicago. If you have been brought back to your job and maybe you used to work 40 hours, but now you're working 15, goddamn be honest and declare those 15. Dan Williams is like, preach. Yes. Because 
I will tell you, man, EDD is ready to catch you, and they are they are not interested. If you're one less guy they got to write a check to, they're very, very happy. So if you're just be honest in everything you're declaring, go and, and uh, what do you got to do? You got to look for three jobs a week, basically, is what they got to fill yeah. out on that form. Do it. Find a contact name. Make sure you have a phone number. But if you even come back and you're getting partial money right now, declare that money because if you don't and you have to call them again in two years and they see that you have a tax return when you claimed you weren't, man, they'll shut you down. All right. And then guess what? You're fucked, buddy. Okay, here you go. Here's my, my issue. I might I might be one of these guys as an issue. Let's see if you can solve my problem. All right. Okay. Is right now I have EDD coming, okay? Mm-hmm. I got paid by the school district yesterday to mm-hmm. pay not only me, but I have to pay all my coaches. Mm-hmm. What I normally do is, even though it came to me, I emptied the whole thing out. I pay all those coaches for everything because I appreciate their time. I would do the job for nothing because I enjoy coaching. Or I take my money and I throw it back to the team. I buy whatever stuff we mm-hmm. need at the school. I'm going get, to get in trouble because I'm the one that had the check written on my name, aren't I? Um, How do I, would, I get around it? I would defer to Dan Williams, but my feeling on that would be if you can show that that money is not sitting in your checking account or your bank account, it, yeah. it would basically, the other thing that you may need, how many coaches do you have? Shit, uh, close to 10. What? Yeah. The fuck are you? No, you what have. You, Jimmy Johnson? Dude, you have three teams. You have freshmen, you have a JV, and you have varsity. Oh, that's true. Well, if you can get them, too, to show that the money went to them, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, yeah, it I, sucks. I didn't realize it till yesterday. I was felt good. Hey, I paid everybody off. You yeah. know, Did they you probably all need the money. No, I usually don't. Yeah. So yeah, as long as, as long as the money's not sitting there, you just it's the honesty thing. I I mean, it really is. But the IRS is gonna say we sent you a goddamn check. You know that that money, which I'm gonna have to pay taxes on. But then, uh, how did you pay them? Cash or cash? Well, what, do you, what the fuck kind of operation are you running? The kind what are you, they Whitey like. The kind, well, the kind they like. Well, then guess what? Yeah, you're paying taxes. I'm probably fucked. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're. And I'm probably fucked on the EDD. Yeah. Times two. Have fun. Maybe you can open up a pineapple margarita stand. <laughs> What's Go. wrong with your fucking brain? What's what makes wrong your with brain? my brain? What makes you jump in your mind? Well, who the fuck takes. Nine thousand dollars in it and goes. I wish it was. Yeah. And goes, hey, here's here's my th- hey, here's my thinking. <laughs> I'm gonna take this money in. <laughs> and then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cash the check. I'm gonna go ahead and sign the back of the check. And then everybody that's cashing in, I'm gonna pay them in cash and act like, hey, I'm innocent here. <laughs> Fuck are you thinking? I wasn't. I realized Clearly. it yesterday. After I felt good driving home, paid yeah. everybody off. Well, well, somebody still reads the paper. Get a fucking moped, kid. Get a moped and a helmet. Maybe you can get Point Loma and get Pointer Dave and Billy and Pete on your route. And Meaty live over there, too. There's four. That yeah. is funny You'll shit. make 150 a month. Oh, my gosh. All right, here's something interesting. As, as Jeff, I thought, was the way he was going to start the show tonight because, we, as Jeff just mentioned, we had a meeting for Jake's projects. And during the meeting, we're all on Zoom, except for Jeff and I who are here Ugh. and the other people on the board. And I was trying to extend the Zoom meeting, <laughs> and by accident, I just spent $2,000. Two grand. Two grand. Dan Williams is choking right now in his escargo on his yacht. And it goes right to my wife's phone, who's two rooms away. And then all of a sudden, she says, you just spent $2,000. She makes Well, you got yelled at by Josh, and then yeah. you got yelled at by Yeah, him. that's true. What does he fucking care? What's he jumping in for? I don't know. He had no, he's asshole. so mad at you. Yeah. Hey, are you doing this? <laughs> that's, what's his problem? Putting the phone in your face, embarrassing you in front of me? Yes. He belittled you. He sure did. He emasculated you. Yeah. And then she just came over, and she cut up her credit card right in front of your face. Your I don't know card. if you saw that. That was hers. Oh. Bo- both of them. Mine's going next. Guarantee it. But- yeah, she had cut them both up because why is there a charge and she had to dispute it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, here's something I found out interesting to me mm-hmm. about her. I've known her 30 years, okay? Okay. We're watching Family Feud. Let's see if you can get the answer to this question. All, All right. right. The question was, if somebody cuts you off on the road, what would you do to a driver that isn't a police officer? Honk. 
Really? Honk was your answer. Okay. I said, flick them off. Mm. And it was the number one answer was flick them off. She's like, I've never given the finger to anybody in my life. Come on. Bullshit. Bullshit. Dude, if if you know her, I I, 100% believe that. I don't at all because I'll tell you this. Here's the thing I've learned. Yeah. In 23 years, she's a goddamn angel. Okay. I tell you what. That goddamn angel's got a little bit of a hair trigger. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. Yes. Okay? Now, uh, really? You're saying never? She said never. And I try to give her the, the art form to it. You know? My way. And then Jeff does it a whole different way. Jeff goes sideways. Like I go sideways? You don't even work the fucking straight <laughs> up in there. <laughs> it's the greatest move ever. Let me share it with everybody in this audience. Somebody pisses you off. You give them the sideways, and a lot of times the thumb is up, the index finger is kind of bent like it's a trigger, the the middle finger isn't even all the way out, and the ring and pinky finger kind of point at you. Because the person will look at that and go, what is that? What are you doing? Hey, fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. I hope your mom forgets your birthday. And that's it. And that's it. I, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm going to say wrong final answer. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. That she, she said, because I've never once told anyone. Number one, she's never told anyone, fuck you. And two, she's that never, I believe. never flipped that I anybody believe. off. Yeah, never. How, yeah. Dave, she's been with you for 30 I years. I know. I know. I said I learned when I was five. I, who did you learn it from? Oh, God. Probably my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I remember yeah. five years old. First time I saw it. We were driving right. up to Carmel, your place. Yep. And we're driving up to Carmel, and we're driving. Someone cut off my mom finger out One the window. Time. Oh, yeah. Roll down the window and, f- and big fuck you. And I'm right like, there. what does that finger mean? Explain the whole thing. I was you hooked. Know, I got to tell you, I've watched more because of my friends, James Royal, Joe. My man T-Shirt Tech is fighting the COVID tonight. Yeah. Dude, I love this guy. And we got to get him healthy. He's one of my favorite guys. Dave, he said to me, he goes, you know what, Jeff? The one thing I want to do is just get healthy in time for monster trucks. God damn. I think Sean Walchev, if we can get T-shirt tech, a couple of pairs of tickets for uh, Monster Jam 88, uh, that would mean a lot to him. But, man, you don't do – everybody's got a camera now. Yep. Everybody has a camera. I had I talked to uh, one of my closest friends who also happens to be my son's godfather. Dave's one of them. And the other one's Paul Vaden. And Paul Vaden, San Diego's only born and raised. Kaplan stole all our guests. Like, Kaplan <laughs> hasn't had an original idea for a guest. You're going to call up Kaplan and say, don't ever call Paul Vaden again. I hear some people do that. <laughs> a lot of people do yeah. that. I'm, I tell you what, I'm going to call him and say, don't call uh, Paul Vaden and fucking don't ever call Jed Hoyer. <laughs> ever. Inside joke. Two guys will get it. Maybe four, depending on who all yeah. listens. Don't, don't you ever call Jed Hoyer. Got it? Uh, don't fucking make me do that. I take the bait every time. You're a dick. Um. But I was talking to Vaden tonight about just different shit and and just the hate and these videos and we were talking about it and he said, Jeff, man, it's it's been there the whole time. Yeah. He goes, it's just changing because people are filming it now. But he goes, man, it's been there. Like it was there in the 80s. It was there in the 90s. And uh yeah, this is this is how I start my conversation with Vaden. Yeah. And call him tonight. Hadn't talked to him for a while. Text and Facebook and everything else. And he's like, uh, Drew Pearson. He answers the phone. Open. <laughs> Caught it. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're a bastard. <laughs> I go, you know what, Vaden? Let me tell you something. I go, we've been friends for, what, 23 years? He goes, God dang, at least. Maybe longer. I go, you know, man, there's a lot of things I really appreciate about this friendship. He goes, yeah, I do too. And I go, but I'll tell you one thing I've about fucking had enough of. And he just starts rolling. He goes, yeah, what's that? I go, I'm so fucking sick of the disrespect that you show to Ray Goodman and Brown. 
how the fuck can you hear? You got to be a special lady? Starts yelling. That's all I do. I just call him. It's either the Spinners. It's Al Wilson. It's uh, Jackie Wilson. The guy, uh, Paul Vaden, all he does is listen to Michael Jackson. Yes. King of Pop. Johnny Gill is yeah. my other go-to. Uh, Alexander O'Neill, Freddie Jackson. I'll be sure. That's it. <laughs> but... Um, but I was just talking with him today, Dave. God, we must have chatted for a half hour. It's just great. It's just, it's great. And just to remind him, like, I'm so glad that, you know, you're a brother to me, you're yeah. family to me, you're Jack and Kate's godfather. And, uh, and it was cool. But we were just saying, I was saying, Paul's not on Twitter. Rex Chapman put a stat out. 87 people have lost their job because of racial things shown on social media. Love and now it. the guy at Costco yesterday in the red shirt, that's 88. Wow. The lady in the orange shirt yelling, the dude at, uh, the guy up in Carmel yelling yep. at the Asian family. Man, he lost a big job. I think it's great. Yeah, I do I, too. This public shaming, because it, it goes back to what Lewis Riddick said with Scott on 710 that I thought was brilliant and it's true. For all of us that look and say, well, yeah, I'm, I appreciate the people in my life and I don't care gender, sexual preference, anything, skin tone. Well, that's great, but we also have to be the ones to lead the charge to rein these other fuckers in. We, we can't ignore them anymore. That's just why I said to Paul, I go, man, I've always just, I go, you know, we probably just felt like the path you traveled, Jim Trotter, C.S. Keys, even Katie Temple, uh, Julie Brownman and others was similar to ours. And I go, it's a fucking huge miss by us. I go, well, we can't do anything about yesterday, but we can be better tomorrow. And that's the thing. That's the only way it's going to change. Okay, so here's something interesting. Right now, the Black Lives Matter movement is huge. I mean, not only in one city, in cities all across the country. Yeah. They they have the mic. Unfortunately, right now, it, it happened because of what happened to George Floyd. Sure, terrible. But In, in my hometown. In, in your hometown. And completely sad, but at the same time, I think has raised a tremendous amount of awareness for people that aren't aren't aware. Right. Deshaun Jackson yesterday, though, wow. he blew it. I think right. for a lot of people. And so for, it's Stephen Jackson. Yeah. Fuck Stephen Jackson. I was going to get to him in a second, but here's the deal: Deshaun Jackson quotes Hitler. You you no. just can't go right quoting Hitler. No. The deal is this wasn't about Jewish people. Right. This is your opportunity. There are people who are saying, "I'm not going to play in the NBA." Because yeah. I don't want to take away from what we have going. We have momentum going right now. And this is a time where, yeah, sure, people have marched with Martin Luther King. But yeah. you know what? It's not like it is today. And it's a whole different generation. Yeah. We are hopefully opening up some eyes and ears. And I give Rex Chapman, by the way, a ton of credit. Yeah, because he's been great. Rex Chapman, not only is he doing it, but he's doing it from a place that it's not exactly welcome. You know, yeah. if you've been to the South, you know there's oh, a difference. Yeah. And he's still living in Kentucky, and yep. he's still a really vocal on, on, to me, the right side of things. Yeah. So I give Rex Chapman a, a lot of credit, especially a guy that people love in Kentucky like royalty. But so Deshaun Jackson, though, goes and he starts quoting Hitler. Yeah. Blames the Jews. Well, the owner of the Eagles is Jewish. The general manager yeah. is Jewish. Obviously, there are a bunch of Jewish people in Philadelphia. It's, it's not n neither here nor there. The problem is you just took what the focus was on a great movement and yeah. you brought it over to a group that wasn't saying this is about us. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, as, as a yeah. Jewish person, I'm like, dude, you're blowing the moment. You, yeah. You really made a big mistake here for a bunch of different reasons, but especially for the fact that the Black Lives Matter has such momentum right now and you're, you're going to ruin it for a lot of people. And Steven Jackson is 100% wrong defending him. I know uh. he is from George Floyd. Yeah, there's right and wrong on, on a bunch of different issues in this country, and what side do you want to be on? And when history figures it out, I mean, we we've talked about gay people on the show before, how people used to think and oh, make yeah. the slurs and oh, everything me. else. Hundred percent. And people are embarrassed to go. I can't believe I made jokes. Hell, I told you a story where in 2007 I gave away a prize to Vegas. Yeah. On a joke where a guy made a gay right. joke, I was embarrassed that I gave a, I rewarded a guy for an, an embarrassing gay joke. Uh, it but, happened to me on that real quick, yeah. not to interrupt you. I Look, I got my legs cut off in the funniest goddamn line ever last week. So I told you, I have a very close friend who lives in Toronto. And she said to me, are you ever in West Hollywood? Now, it's funny because I'll ask you, when I think of West Hollywood, I think of Sunset. 
because my dad lived right below the original Spago. So I would go and visit and would stay for the weekend right by Tower Records, yeah. the Roxy, the Whiskey, the Rainbow, and that was kind of it. Gazara's was there. But if you go two blocks down the hill, you're on Santa Monica Boulevard yeah. where West Hollywood is the gay community. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing that two blocks apart, it's very different. The crowd that you see at the Viper and the Whiskey and the Rainbow is much different than the club. You're, the, the, what you're going to see in the clubs on Santa Monica. So she said, I go, yeah. I go, I've been there a lot thinking Sunset. She said, hey, you should go by a buddy of mine who is a yoga teacher. She teaches yoga. Yoga teacher. He is the manager at Gym Bar. At the gym bar. And I go, all right. So I look up gym bar, and it's a gay bar in Santa Monica. And she goes, if you go in there and tell them I'm friends with Joe, you're going to drink all night. And I go, it's a gay bar. And she goes, okay. And I go, well, yeah. I go, if you come to town, I'll go. She goes, Jeff, it's a fucking bar. It's not a recruiting office. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> And I'm like, I'll hang up. I'll never talk again. <laughs> fucking laid me out. She was right. Yeah. You go, fuck. Exactly. Like, why the fuck can't I in 2020 go in and say, hey, I'm friends with Joe. And who gives a fuck? Who's that? I go, you know what? You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. You're exactly right. I'm a fucking idiot. And I told her, I go, I'm going to tell it on the podcast because that's how you change. Where you go. Yeah. Last week I was like, hey, you come. Yeah, I'll go. She's like, fuck you. It's a bar. It's not a recruiting office. I go, God damn it. Dude, that's funny. It's that, great, though. That, yeah. No, it is. And it's, I mean, even if you think back to how crazy it seems now that mm -hmm. men couldn't marry men, women couldn't marry women. Sure. I, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that it just flipped over. Yeah. And now you sit there and go, God, it seems ridiculous. But it didn't affect my life at all. But I would say this, Dave. I, I saw the uproar, and rightfully so, about what happened with Deshaun Jackson and, and Steven Jackson. Yeah. And I saw it. But what I look at is I feel like those guys represent their community as much as the guy in Costco and the lady in the orange shirt represents ours. I don't feel like that guy in the orange shirt or uh, in the Costco or the lady in the orange shirt or any of these fucking morons driving around with the Confederate flag. They couldn't be further from who I am or what I believe or what I'm trying to raise my kids to be. And I feel like if that's the approach that I'm going to take towards them, then it's also the approach I have to take. If I ever get to the point in my life where I'm looking to Deshaun Jackson or Steven Jackson for leadership, then that's a failure on me. They have a voice. They have a forum. But I think ultimately, as they are both learning today, their, their idea of making their opinions known wasn't the best idea. It wasn't the best idea. Here's what's interesting about Deshaun Jackson. He's from Los Angeles. Yeah. Went to Dorsey High School. Dorsey right. High School, even though it's in a horrible neighborhood, is two miles from Beverly Hills, which is uh, actually two miles from a Elston huge- Elston claimed him as a Cal Poly guy. No, nah, he was a Dorsey guy. Oh, I th Elston a, said they went to the same high look, school. There's a reason why Elston's not on every day. Well, because Steve can't- I know. Oh, my God. He's treated him so poorly. Hmm. You're absolutely right. It was embarrassing. It was sad, right? It was, it was really sad. God damn, he deserves better. So, so, and, and if he's a Cal Poly guy, I apologize, but I was always told he was a Dorsey guy. But you and know when guys and, come out of your high which school. Which is funny as fuck to me that, that Elston went to Cal Poly. Yeah. I mean, insane, right? I mean, when you think about the people, like, you're telling me Elston went to school with fucking Snoop Dogg? Dude. Doesn't that, make any sense. I love How did them. he walk out alive? I love that How do you not beat kid. the fucking of Elston in, in high school? Dude, Elston is... <laughs> Cameron Diaz went there, too. When you look at, let me just tell you this yeah. about Elston. When you look at dudes, just kind of underrated, all-around dudes in this town, Yeah, Elston's one of those guys. I find him to be fall-down funny. Wikipedia has him in uh, at Cal Poly. Now, I don't know why, since he grew up in the Crenshaw neighborhood of Los Angeles. Well, like I said, when you go to San Diego, yeah. you know that Tom Dempsey went there. You went to Eddie Vedder, yeah. went there, right? When you go to Torrey... I guess you know Chris Dudley went there. Wow. Uh, you go to Point Loma, you know Don Larson went, right? Yeah. David Wells. Yes. Like, you know it. 
so for Craig to say it in the way he did, I was like, yeah, you know who guys are, your alumni. I was just going to say, Elston to me is the underrated guy. Oh, yeah. When you think about, like, he's our Sterling Hitchcock in media. Where Kevin Brown, Trevor Hoffman, Tony Gwynn, Caminetti, right? They all get the hype. And then all of a sudden you go, dude, Sterling Hitchcock's a big part of this team. That's where my boy Elston is. Underrated <laughs> impact player. I love that dude. He fucking had me rolling telling Woods about watching musicals and how he's watching Hamilton. And then this fucking maniac Elston said, you know, Chicago was a great movie. And I'm like, anybody else of my buddies tells me, hey, you should watch Chicago. I'm like, hey, you should go fuck yourself, right? <laughs> but because Elston gets the credit that he gets, you go, well, I don't think I'm ever going to watch that movie. But if you're flipping around and it's on, just because I like... I, yeah. Dude, I love the Crossing Stream segment that he does with Stephen Ben. So fucking good. Love that segment. I'm like, he's the only guy. If Woods called either one of us and goes, dude, I might be crazy... <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh no he'll hear this tomorrow steve if, if i called if i called woods and said steve i'm telling you dude you gotta watch chicago the movie i don't even get it out <laughs> he's like dude are you complete 5150 do we need to go back to the high dive do we need to take darren out of fucking witness protection program that he's in but Elston, you're like, well, I don't think so. But if I'm flipping around because I did Craig, I might watch it. <laughs> That's the ultimate sign of respect for my boy Elston. Dude, if I give and you, he's a grinder. If I give you, tw he's a grinder. If I give you twenty bucks, would you watch Chicago? No. Of course not. No. You wouldn't make it through it. This maniac's watching Hamilton. Costa said he's watching Hamilton, right? Yeah. I was with Steve. I go, dude. I, no, I can't take it. What's the last musical you saw? Um, Did you see La La Land? Nope. Did you see Grease? <laughs> uh, they both acknowledged how much they love Grease, including yeah. Steve. Steve and, uh, and Craig both said um, Grease. I have one that's very special to me. The night that my wife got admitted into the hospital, October 30th, I've said it forever, we were going to see Jersey Boys, and I'm not a musical guy, but when that show started in La Jolla, there was a brother that was a guitar player at the La Jolla Playhouse, and his brother, it'd be like Josh and Jake. One was a guitar player, and the other one was the drummer. And so that show started here in La Jolla and then went to Broadway. My wife worked with the mother of these two brothers. I always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So while it wasn't those two guys in the show, Jersey Boys had come back and they were at the Civic Theater. I'm not a huge Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons fan, but I thought, oh, well, that could be kind of fun. Different night, right? You and I, we were still a couple of weeks away from launching 1360. Yeah. We are just hanging out, and I had tickets for that. That's where we were going. My wife gets rushed into the hospital. I'm told that she probably won't make it through the... Uh, my son, Jack, they pretty much had told me, was not going to make it through the night, and they weren't sure Vita was going to make it through. Well, thankfully, they did. And about eight days later, after we had just been in the hospital in the NICU for 20 hours a day, I wanted to do something to get her out, and they had a matinee show of uh, Jersey Boys at the Civic. And I just wrote an email. I said, hey, we were scheduled to go. The show got canceled, or we couldn't go. Goddamn, Dave, the staff at Civic Theater, Broadway, San Diego, treated us so nice. Cool. It was the only time we left the hospital for weeks. Um, and we went and saw it, and it was great. And so it would circle back like two different times, and we've seen that a couple of times. Yeah. So I look at that. It just it's very meaningful to me because of a crazy time in my life. But no, La La Land, yeah. 
uh, Color Purple, the musical, none of those. I just, no, I don't have it. I did see Rock of Ages. I never saw Because that. that was kind I of. Did, see, I saw La La Land. I did see that one. Oh, big shot. But, <laughs> dude, I thought you were evolving. You hear that, Joe? You hear what he just did to me? He just shamed me. <laughs> La La Land. Did you skip around the block? I did, I did, no, I didn't skip around the block. And I remember the way it started out. I turned to my wife and go, fuck, I hate this shit. Did they sing the, they sang the whole movie, No, right? not the whole movie. Just the, the first scene and about three others. But it, was, it wasn't like that. It was, uh, it, no, it wasn't one of those. It wasn't Bye Bye Birdie. It wasn't that right? shit. Fuck. Singing in the rain. Yeah, it wasn't that shit. God, I hated, I hated musicals. I hated all that shit. Um, I like Grease, but it's because Olivia Newton-John was smoking hot at the end of the movie. Right, you know, and you're like, I just get to the end of the movie, um, but no, it was not like that. Mike Costa is a huge musical guy, Dude. who and he owns it. Yeah, he sings that shit in the car nonstop. He knows every Mama fucking Mia. song. Yeah, I used to call him out. We would play the soundtrack from Mamma Mia, and goddamn, if he didn't know every word. Yeah, it was great. He did. He it was, was great. <laughs> I still say we blew it every Friday. We should have him sing us in and out of the breaks. You pick the musical. Yeah. Music man. <laughs> he didn't own all of it. And, uh, but the great thing was like, uh, I was telling Vaden tonight. Cause we got to get Mike a convertible just so he can sing on the 15. Yeah, right. He will. <laughs> Vaden said to me tonight, he goes, he goes, dude, you know, the thing I miss the most about your show is he goes, I would drive around at night. He goes, you guys were on KFMB doing that maniac night show. And he goes, you loved, loved, loved. He goes, every night, about 930, you would play those clips of coaches crying. And he goes, God, you would just laugh and laugh. Terry Collins, but he goes, Mike Schmidt, Dick Vermeil. We did. We nonstop. I love that, too. I told him, I go, you know, the funniest thing is, I go, I, I, there were no kids involved, right? My kids were eight years away from being born. I go, God damn, as soon as you become a parent, everybody who's a parent knows. Man, you see anything, right? Yeah. Nemo drives by. You go, oh, God damn. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck happened to you? What happened? Yeah. I, I cried watching E60 yesterday. <laughs> was that the one where the guy drove into the field? No, it was a girl that drove into the field. Okay, it's I wanted a, to watch you that, gotta watch and it. I missed did, it. Did you, oh, okay, you got to watch it. If you can get They're to watch it. They're all streaming on ESPN+. Okay, this Plus. one was like Dateline. I heard it, it was incredible. It, it was. I, like I, usually I race that shit because no one in my house will watch it, but I saved it because I know my wife will watch it because it was okay. like Dateline. But yeah, it was a woman that drives out on the field. Eesh. And it's... Uh, I'm sitting there watching and the, the, the thing. I find myself, I'm wiping my face. It's unbelievable, like, shit. right? Yeah. Shit, shit messes with you. Uh when you become a parent. Yeah. Like the whole, your whole DNA changes. Yeah. And yeah, it's great, man. It's the unconditional love you have for your kids, but you just see different things, different things trigger. But yeah, we, I just, uh, I had the best conversation with them today. And then that guy being the asshole that he is, <laughs> he goes, God damn, look at this on NFL network right now. He goes, man, I got to cut this short. They're playing. He goes, it's so weird. You call. They're playing the Cowboy Vikings game. He goes, look at Coach Landry. I go, what? He goes, I'm just kidding. I'm about to say what I go, I hate your guts, Maiden. All right, here's something interesting. I'm watching NFL Network yesterday. We happen to have it on right now, but I'm watching yesterday, and it was player's choice. So Melvin Gordon could pick any game. Oh, wow. I like that. For him that he enjoyed, that he wanted to play. And you'd think if you're Melvin Gordon, you're going to play one. You had a great game, right? Right. He didn't, but he did pick a Charger game. What did he play? He picked Chargers and Vikings, 2007. Oh, my wife's in the hospital. It's right after Jack and Kate had been born. Yeah, Adrian Peterson had it like yeah. a crazy day. But Crow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's the funny thing. I turn it on like in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it's like, you hear the announcer, it's 14-14. Chargers, yeah. very important drive right here. Yeah. Very first snap, Rivers fucking fumbles. Yeah. Fumbles exchange. Yeah. Then he fumbled two more times in the quarter. Oh, yeah. Complete and then he throws wreck. an interception to Gates and then when they still have a chance. Yeah. And you're like, fucking Rivers, you know? Oh. Have fun in Indianapolis. Things are change a lot. Get out of here. But Hardwick. Like, yeah. Did Melvin Hardwick wasn't playing in that game. Was some other jerk off was playing center. Oh, wow. Hardwick was hurt. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> loyal to the soil even back in 2007. Yeah. Fucking gone. 
But yeah, I'm watching this going, why the fuck would Melvin Gordon pick this game? Had to be he was a huge Adrian Peterson fan. Gotta be, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it was the biggest fuck you day to the Charger fans ever. Uh, the funniest thing that I remember about that game, I swear, if I if I had to guess the date, I'm going to say, I think it's November 4th, 07. Wow. My sons are two days old. Their mom is in the bed to my left, violently ill, throwing up the whole thing, right? My kids are like, 20 yards down and incubators, the whole thing. I don't think I left for like three hours. I just sat in the chair and watched the Vikes kick <laughs> kick the Chargers right in the nuts. The only thing was Crow. That's the game where Crow uh, Cromartie missed field goal by whoever. Yeah. Fouad Revez or Benny Rico. Who knows who was kicking for him at that time. And, uh, yeah, Crow went like 109. Yeah. That was the other thing Vaden brought up. He goes, you know what? He goes, the other thing that was great about your dopey show is he said the Chargers won in 15 year. Because he said, I don't know how many people in San Diego knew it, but he goes, but I knew it. He goes, I knew that you guys were Raider fans. Yes. And he goes, every week you two got better than you did the week before <laughs> and acting sympathetic for a team you didn't care less about. Oh and he God. goes, I know your buddies with Riley. I go, yeah. yeah. But I didn't care. He yeah. goes, no. And he goes, oh, you were you and Dave, just the two saddest guys in San Diego. Doggone it. Doggone it. We, uh, <laughs> this was the one. And he goes, if it wasn't for Elvis Gerbach breaking down and then putting 59-year-old Warren Moon in yeah. the game, yeah. he goes, that stupid team would have been 0-16. Exactly right. Exactly right. My favorite was when it was you, me, and Costa. Completely. And would be Jeff would start it off and go, man, it's overreaction ah. Monday. What a tough one, guys. Let's open those phone lines up. And we would yeah. literally have to turn our mics off because we were laughing so Laugh fucking the hard. the whole time. Three hours straight. It was the greatest. The Mondays were All the, the greatest. The guy who didn't quite figure it out and then we coached him up was Rosie. Yeah. And Rosie and I did some post games. And that team, I, I said to Paul tonight, I go, dude, if – Barry Levinson is directing this movie. You're like, Bob, Barry, <laughs> come on. But they just found a way to step on their tiny dick yeah. every week. And I laugh. And Rosie would be like, damn. I go, damn, nothing, dude. Yeah, you're a 49er fan. That just bought us four days. <laughs> That's what would happen. All we got to do is get yeah. to countdown to kickoff. That's it. Bring that dipshit Judd in here. Turn his mic on at four. Let him sit there and interview Pat Curran, and we're fine. I got this stupid-ass team. Ah, Norv. Ah, Riles. Dadgummit. We couldn't have given less of a shit. That's it. And they just kept letting us do it. The guy who tried to expose us was goddamn Hank. Yeah. You know, it amazes me that we have three Raider fans. (laughs) Hey, Hank. Hank. This team's 0-8 right now, all right, buddy? Come on. Enough of the jokes. He did. That son of a bitch. All the time. We just shut him down. Enough of the jokes. Hey, Hank, uh, maybe last time, maybe read a paper, buddy. This team's 0-9. How do we have Raider fans doing this show? Yeah, it's our fault. They're 0-9. Relax. Yeah, calm down, Hank. Nobody's interested in uh, open mic night, all right? Take it easy, Stephen Wright. Every time he's like, how the fuck are you doing this show? Oh, my God. When Jeff and I were at KFMB and we had the rights to the Chargers, yeah. we, had, we did the uh, pregame show. But it wasn't all talk. Some segments were recorded. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And, like, one week Jeff would have the defense. Oh, I'd, that's I'd, right. I'd have the offense. And you would do not get your part perfect. Yeah. And then you would sit there and go, I'm going to sit around and watch this guy fuck it up. Yeah, all the time. And, dude, I would laugh, dude, all the way through. And we had to redo it all the time. Brian, Brian Wilson is ready to so kill mad. me. We're going we to get the fuck out of here. I mean, we're there an hour and a half as I need to read like a fucking 10-minute segment. Oh, my God, dude. I cannot stop fucking laughing. Going, yeah. here we are doing these fucking Charger games. Yeah. Holy shit. And my favorite Riley story, as you were talking about him, because we love Riley, but Riley was, you talk about a straight arrow. Oh, I mean, yeah. Straight as can be. He's, I mean, he's right there with Rivers. Yeah. But I remember he was on the show with us, and he left the studio. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about something, and I just said, look, guys have two emotions, hungry and horny. Yeah. If a guy doesn't have an <laughs> erection, make him a sandwich. And he fucking called in. He did. Still laughing his ass off. And the fact that he laughed at that line still makes me laugh. 
Because he's the last guy you think would think that was funny. You know, man, I, I said this about Mike McCoy where you go, McCoy away from the mics, Norv away yeah. from the mics, was really a good dude. They just, they tightened up in interview and they came across as boring and everything else. Uh, both really good dudes. Mike Riley is at a different level. And I got it. The team's 1-15. They didn't get it done. I'll just say this. Junior and Rodney were incredibly loyal to him. And I feel like if those two guys, they they knew bullshit. Yeah. I.e. Ryan Leaf. Yeah. From the minute they walked through the door and they just, Riles wasn't it. There was a reason why they brought him back after 1-15. They believed in him. And maybe, right? I mean, it's just unfortunate. But just genuinely as good a dude as there can be. And, uh, yeah, he's still grinding. Good dude, man. He he had some bad deals. As you said, he had Rodney and he had Junior on his side. But, man, he had the Ryan Leaf thing. He Ugh. had Marcellus Wiley that gave him all that fucking money. Right. And knew in two minutes that Wiley was only here for the money. Was fucking half-assing it. broke up the locker room. Games. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, yeah. special nicknames for him. Jermaine Frizan was an idiot. Oh, my God. You know? Right. <laughs> Riley told us the story. If you think about uh, kickoffs... This was the great thing with Mike is we would do that show at Sports City Cafe on Tuesday nights in La Jolla, and then he'd just sit there and tell us what a disaster this team was in the break. And uh, he said, if you think about a kickoff, right, and think about where the Chargers sideline is. We're yeah. going to start this drill from there. So John Carney's kicking off. You're going to have five guys towards the Chargers sideline facing into Carney. Then we hop over John, and you've got the other five guys from the visiting sideline, uh, again, facing into Carney. Mike told us that Jermaine Fizand running onto the field saw the five guys from the near sideline facing towards Carney, turned to their left, and so once he got around, he did the same thing. Yeah, his back he was to the ball. Yeah, his back was to the ball. He said Wayne Nunn, uh, Ollie Wilson had to go out and physically grab him by the shoulders and turn him in. The guy literally had no idea how to line up for a kickoff and to then when face they went the kicker. To, yeah, and then when they went to shotgun formation, he was lining up behind Phillip Rivers. Yeah, all the time. And they're like, Jesus Christ. He's like, that's my number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. And you guys want to know why they didn't win. Uh, Jeff, we're a wreck. We're a wreck. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Remember, Marcellus was the great pretender. The Fuck. great pretender. Nicknamed yeah. that by Wayne Nunley. Yeah. Who, as... Son, son of a bitch. Well-respected as yeah. there is. Was it my name for yeah. him? Marcellus, yeah. though, I tell you what, we knew on the Chargers he didn't come to play like he did in Buffalo, but he said on TV just the other day, he goes, man, I went to the Cowboys, and Bill Parcells was my coach. He goes, I want to see if you have anything left. Either we're going to find out you do or you don't. And he goes, they found out quickly I didn't. And he goes, I'm not going to tell you he's wrong. But the Jaguars were dumb enough to sign me to two more years after that. Well, And he says, I got paid. You know? But he said, nothing left. Wasn't that good. I I remember the night they... This is why I dig Wiley. The night they signed him, and he was... I think he... Maybe in L.A. Probably lived in L.A. even though he'd been in Buffalo. But the night he signed... We had him on. We were doing a show because it was a big deal. Yeah, it was. We thought we were getting Bruce Smith. I think a lot of people yeah. did. I think the Chargers absolutely thought that's what they were getting. But if you remember that day, it was a really bad day in San Diego because I believe it was the day of the shooting at Santana High School yeah. with that kid, Andy Williams. And we brought Marcellus on, and he said, hey, guys, before anything, I would just like to say to this community that I'm extremely sorry for what you're going through. And I just remember yeah. thinking, dude, he had the peace of mind to know on what had to be a big day for him. That's yeah. big money, life-changing money. And I always dug that about he him. He was good to us. I mean, I remember yeah. at the same time we was with his daughter one night getting ice cream and picked up the phone and called in. Right, yeah. But he was good to us. He just wasn't good for Charger fans. Unfortunately, he yeah. wasn't the difference maker that yeah. they were hoping he was going to be. No, ab- absolutely right. A- absolutely right. Uh, real quick, before we get to the other stuff in the show, um, baseball. Mm-hmm. Padre baseball, Padres are getting things together. Other teams are getting things together. We're seeing clips of it. I love seeing the live batting practice. Dude, I like when they jump around. I, I hope it happens, man. It just seems like baseball is going to fuck this up. Well, I don't know, Dave, that 
that baseball is going to fuck this up or something's just going to happen. You're just seeing too many people that are testing positive yeah. right now for COVID-19 and the coronavirus. It scares you, right? Because I we we circle back to what we talked about, the restaurant industry. And just the feeling, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago last night, uh, a friend of mine and I were at Miguel's in Carlsbad. We took all the precautions coming in, right? You have the mask on all the way to your table. Then you're able to hang out. And, man, you're just sitting in there. You're having a conversation, a couple of swordfish tacos, a couple of beers, and you're like, this is really great. I missed this. Well, get ready, fuckface, because you're going to miss it again. Because we're shutting it down for three weeks. I mean, that's the biggest concern. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think Steve said it today, and I agree with him completely. We spend the next two weeks on pins and needles. But yeah. then we spend that. To me, Dave, it, it's, and it's just not even being negative. If they're going to yank this away from us, right, and I, I look at it as a Padre fan, Goddamn, I hope it happens in the next two weeks as opposed to 40 games in Wow! when this team's 25 and 15. And you're like, this Holy is great. Holy shit, could you imagine that? Yeah, this is great. You're flying. Everything's good, healthy, right? And then, uh, you know, fill in the blank. Johnny Bananas from the organization gets sick. And uh, we're done, guys. That's it. Close it up. We're done. What's Taffer yell all the time? I'm guarded. I can't watch this anymore. Um, that's uh, shut it down. That's what he always what yells. He shut, shut it, it down. down. We have John Taffer come into the middle of uh, uh, Petco and start yelling, shut it down, and we got to go. I mean, we're watching tonight. Contreras hitting the home run at, at an empty Wrigley Field. And you go, God damn, dude, I want this to work. Yes, I do too. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what the NBA looks like. I can't wait to see what the NHL looks like. But baseball like that tonight, the clip that somebody put on said, this is what it sounds like. The sound of the ball coming off his bat. You go, God, that's wild. Really cool. Really cool. And like the air high fives with the, yeah. all that shit was funny. Um, yeah, man. I, I hope I really do. Cause I, I think it'll be unlike anything. I think the players will be into it. And it's a shortened season. As much as we say it's not the 162, people who aren't true baseball fans yeah. say it's too long. I love it. I, I know for some people they love the 16 games in the NFL. This is your sprint. You're going to see what yeah. it's like. How, how much do you like it if it's right. a sprint? Um, how do you feel if you're Kimbrough tonight and you fucking uh, give up the home run and they're playing, you know, oop, there it is. Yeah. You're like, I'm not at home. Those inner squad <laughs> games. So funny, man. Guy hits a home run and they're just like, just – Put it right in your face. Yeah. But I, God, Dave, I just, oh, man, I hope it, I hope it works. I really do. I think if it works, we're all going to buy into it really, really quick. I really do. Two weeks from, uh, what is it, two weeks from 23rd Friday. 23rd is when they start, yeah. 23rd for the first two games. The Dodgers play uh, the Giants. Yeah. Yankees play the Nationals. And then Pods play Arizona then, yeah. on the 24th. Yeah, here in San Diego. Like the matters. Yep. But, yeah. Hey, you want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is a guy you definitely want to talk to. Right now, as Jeff has told you for a few times during the show, things are changing quick. Things are closing down. What happens with your money? What do you need to do to buy your home? You're seeing stories now that home prices are expected to drop a little bit, but by not as much as you think they might drop. Dan can walk you through the process, get you out of the rental market. And again, if most importantly, let's get debt free. Make sure that you have a little bit of confidence of what's going on with your everyday life, and especially your money helps move you that direction. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Can't say it enough. When you have the financial peace of mind to make the decisions that you want to do, it gives you the confidence uh, probably unmatched. And Dan's going to help you get there. Dave gave you the number, 858-688-6813. Housing market is changing all the time. But right now, it can change to your benefit. You just need to make sure that financially, you're there when the call comes in. So make that call to Dan. Get rid of that credit card debt. Get rid of any of that other debt. Make sure everything lines up perfect 
so that when you find the dream home financially, you're ready to take it on. That dream home is out there for you as well. Brian Curry will tell you where to find it. You just tell him the neighborhood you want to be in. He knows San Diego County better than anyone else. Going to meet with Brian tomorrow. Going to come to yeah. the house. We're going to talk a little bit about what direction we're going in. Because as I said, we're hearing rumors too about the real estate market. Well, he has all the answers. So why would I try and figure out for myself? Brian Curry's the guy I trust the most when it comes to the real estate market. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Told you last night I'm on Amazon. Pick up a couple of books from Mike Sager, San Diego Zone. And they're saying, here's a book suggested for you. And you know what that book is, Dave? How to move to Costa Rica and make it. And I go, you know what? I might just fucking move to Costa Rica. <laughs> Fuck it. My wife said she's going to New Zealand. What's she going to do there? Work she, for, uh, the COVID cases are down to zero. She goes, I'm well, going to New Zealand. Well, they're not going to let her in. That's what I said. They don't want you. She going to work with Mike Buck? <laughs> Clean Green New Zealand? There's about three people that get this <laughs> fucking show, right? If you listen you to sports it. radio, it's funny as fuck. <laughs> you get it. Aloha. My, Mike, Mike Buck fucking hated us from Clean he Green did. New Zealand. He did hate us. Because we wanted to ad-lib and he wanted yeah. to go off that script. Yeah. Well, I'm not moving to New Zealand and sadly I'm probably not moving to Costa Rica. They just took that bus out of Alaska where the kid lived for Into the Wild, so I'm not moving there either. But wherever the hell I end up, there's only one guy who's going to help me find the perfect house. That's Brian Curry. I'll tell you what, B.C., do you hear this? It's not going to take me 97 homes to find it. I, I got the shortest <laughs> attention span of any customer Brian knows. First house he shows me, deal. If he says it's good, deal. But he'll tell you a lot of times you might like it, and I'll go, dude, there's water damage. Look at that fucking wall, Jeff. No deal. <laughs> Look at that no ceiling. Deal. The to toilet came right through the ceiling. Yeah, that's it. Uh, all of it. But, man, there I, I talked about the, the confidence that financial freedom gives you. Dave, the confidence when you have the right guy negotiating, finding you that house, like you mentioned, looking for the things you don't expect to look for, asking the questions you forget to ask, it makes you so much more at ease when making the decision. Do what so many others did. Sign up with Brian Curry. You'll never regret it. Absolutely. Do you know what business right now during COVID-19 has taken off that has done extremely well, up 40% from any other year? Hand sanitizer. No, I'm sure it is, but no, that's not the one. Uh, swimming pools. Swimming pools. I felt confident in this answer, <laughs> <laughs> knowing where we're going. Guess what? We know a guy that built we swimming do. pools. His name's Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. Jeff has been telling it. Now, look, it might just be the COVID-19 or the fact that Jeff mentioned there was a special with the Charlene Tilton pool. Yep. That might have been a real big reason. Alan Taylor's your guy. Build that perfect pool, that staycation, that backyard, man, could never look better. You know you were thinking about it. But right yeah. now, they're, they're locking things down again. You wish you had that pool. Dipshit, how many strikes are you going to take before you realize I need that pool? I'm going to call on. Alan Taylor. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Man, Dave, when you think about the fact that you and Rita will move out of this house, you'll go to a new place, establish roots. One of the things you both talked about is getting a tailor-made pool. Well, I think any guy in the audience, when you think about movies from 20, 25 years ago, no movie meant more to us than the one I'm going to mention. Dave, I've already talked to Alan Taylor. I'm so thrilled to announce tonight that at your new house, it'll be the debut, one of one version from Chained Heat. You will be getting the Ray Don Chong anchored to Linda Blair. Double silhouette pool. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Perfect place for chicken fights, barbecues, and just uh, shenanigans galore. Please, for all of you, I know you're all lining up and said, God damn, I can't get enough Linda Blair. Give me that number. I'm sorry. This is strictly for Dave and Rita, but we'll do our best to get you Sybil Danning. <laughs> she was also a star. I know I can hear a lot of you go, hey. And just let Alan and his team work their magic, okay? You'll thank me later. You'll be like, God damn. Sybil Danning was 80 in the warden, but I tell you what, this pool is drop dead gorgeous, just like her. That's it. <laughs> That's but Dave, it. congratulations for you. The Linda Blair slash Radon Chong chained heat <laughs> coming at you. Congratulations, buddy. 
Kyle Fluker's your guy for that perfect website. Talk to Kyle tonight. Man, he is busy as can be, but he's waiting for your phone call. 619-500-6621. You want that perfect website? I do. You need to fix that website that's not going so well for you? Kyle's your guy. 619-500-6621. Think about all the websites you look at that are safe for work. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, we can't talk about those other ones. And when you look at them, how many do you look at and you go, man, this is really great. Yeah. And others you look at and you go, boy, this is really not so great. I mean, I talked about it. You you wonder why Jeff Bezos makes so much money from Amazon. Yep. The goddamn site's the easiest thing in the world to negotiate, even for a dope like me. Well, make your site that easy. How do you do it? By giving Kyle a call. Look at what he's done for us at jakesprojects.org, daveandjeffshow.com, where you can find all of the archive shows uh, that you may have missed over the years. They're all there, daveandjeffshow.com. So many people have taken our advice, whether it's Sean Walchef, Julie Brownman, and others. Uh, be the next ones. You will love what Kyle can do for you. All right. Before I get to stay or goes uh, and uh, how old are they, how much they're worth, i got to let you know. I'm still watching The Office, okay? Oh, my God. It's the best. Okay. So here's the deal. I'm to the point Steve Carell just left, but I'm four uh, episodes after that. It, they're fucking hilarious. I know you told me stop watching once Steve Carell yeah. leaves, but Will Ferrell fucking knocked it out of the park and i thought he was gonna be an asshole on that show but yeah. fuck man i'm laughing my ass off i'm still I, loving that show i got it you just uh keep watching until it, it fucking bottoms out well it's it's like uh van halen and what happened was van halen hit the ground with david lee roth right yeah everything ain't talking about love dancing the night away right and you go uh this is pretty good la zone van halen well then Problems occurred. He's out. Sammy Hagar comes in. You go, boy, Sammy Hagar, huh? Red Rocker? Fuck's going on here? <laughs> but then all of a sudden, right, finish what you started, dreams, yeah. all the other things they did, man. You go, hey, all right, we're good here. Yeah. Well, then something happened, and Red Rocker's out, and they got that dipshit from Extreme. Yeah, that's right. That fucking dipshit from Extreme's about ready to walk through the door of the office. So don't say I didn't warn you, oh, buddy. Oh, fuck. That's disappointing. Yeah, you're going to get that shit show. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going okay. July 8th. We're going to start with one, John D. Rockefeller. Damn, dude. I'm going to guess that he's dead. He is dead, but he lived a long time. Uh, 130. 181 he would have been. Okay, here's the crazy thing. Because back in the day, the average man yeah. lived to like 68. Yeah, he lived from 1839 to 1937. That's a long fucking time. Damn. Okay, now here's the question. Fuck that. How much would he be worth if he was alive today? Wow. Huh. We'll make your head fall off. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say $25 billion. $400 billion. Shut up. $400 billion. Yep. One of my favorite stories is that they say people who win the lottery, the majority of them end up filing for bankruptcy. Okay. Yeah. That's not the favorite part. But there was a guy in New York yeah. that was a bus driver that won the lottery and told everyone, fuck you on the way out the door. Oh, no. Files for bankruptcy, has to come back and ask for his job back. And they're saying, hey, Rockefeller, there's vomit on the third aisle. Pick it oh, up. Damn. And everybody called him Rockefeller. <laughs> Just would not let it fucking damn. go. Damn, dude. Jesus. All right, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. 60. 62. Damn. Uh, $18 million. $45 million. No shit. Yep. All right. All right, threw this one in here. Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son. And then I'm asking you, how much is he worth and how much is the entire Will Smith family mm. worth? Jaden Smith. 22? 22, exactly. Oh, wow. He was in that Karate Kid movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say he's worth, I don't know where he's at. Like yeah, social I thought media it would be guy. little. I, I thought it would be little. I'm going to say $12 million. $8 million. I thought you were going to go way low. $8 million. How much is the whole Will Smith family worth with Will and Jada Pinkett Smith? God, man, like pretty impactful family, but I don't feel like I've seen a lot out of him. That Bad Boys movie kind of came out right when all this was going on, right? Yeah. Um, she's pretty cool. Uh, $200 million. Pretty good. $232 million. Wow. Do you know who Michael Weatherly is? If not, I'll pass over it. Yeah, the dude looks like Costa to you me. He sure does. Looks just like Costa. Bull. 
Bull. I love the show. I say that to Rita every week. I go, fucking, it's Mike Costa. Now, he was, um, he was my kids guy. watched that show, and they yeah. say he's great on that show. Yeah, he is. That's where I see him, and he looks like Mike. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, all right. What's Mike? 55? Mike's 55. I don't think Weatherly. Mike will be 56 this year. I don't think Weatherly's that no, old. No, he's not. I'm going to say he's 44. 52. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how much he's worth. I don't have it written down. I just didn't know. If, actually, I do. I know exactly how much he's worth. Go ahead. You want to guess? Yeah, I'm going to say uh, $10 million. $45 million. Shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. $45 million bucks. But I've never watched Bull, but they say that it's dude's good. Cool. You like it. You like it. I'm sure your wife watches it, right? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it has to it has to be. Being an attorney, she has to watch it. All right, here we go. Toby Keith. Oh, damn. Toby Keith. Uh, 54. 59. No kidding. Yep. Worth uh, a lot more than I thought. I'll say that. Oh, dude, he's worth a ton because he wrote a bunch of those yeah, songs, you're right. too. Okay, you're going to be okay. I'm going to say he's worth uh, $75 million. $500 million. Shut up. $500 million. Well, he did endorsements, too, yeah, right? Like, yeah. his songs have been used in a lot of deals. That's right. All right, here we go. Yeah. Last one of the night. Wolfgang Puck. Oh, dude. From Spago and everything yep. else? You said it during the show. Let's say he's uh, 68. 71. 71. $300 Dude, that's what I thought, right? His restaurant's all over the yeah. place. $90 million, it says. $90 yeah. million. I thought for sure you were closer to that. All right, here we go. Stay or goes. You said one of the names earlier in the show, and the question is, which billionaire would you stay on the island with? Oh, okay. Okay. Here's your choice. First set of billionaires. Mark Cuban, Elon Musk. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. I'm going to say Cuban. I would too. Next set, Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates? Uh, Gates. Me too. Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett? Oh, dude, Warren Buffett. How much do you think Bezos is worth? Oh, I my He's kids are fascinated by him. Uh, like 470 $113 billion, but oh, he I just gave he... away 25% of that money. And he's dating Lauren Sanchez, yeah. who used to sit behind us at Qualcomm. I know. I know. Covering the games for whatever that yeah. Fox network was, yeah. right? Yeah, she wasn't the nicest person going. But yeah. Kanye West, George Lucas. Hmm. <laughs> it's funny. I asked this to my son. I never asked him, but I asked him on this one. He's like, anybody but Kanye. I know, man. There's a part of you where you go... Does it bother you that Kanye is a billionaire? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, dude, Kanye may just be a guy. Like, I don't know how interesting George Lucas would be. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, Kanye may just be that dude that just has you fucking dying laughing, right? Could be. Also, could be the worst guy. I, he could be that too. Um, I'm gonna take George Lucas. Okay, I'm with you on that one. All right, here we go. This one is easy for you, but I had to ask it anyway. Paul McCartney or Oprah Winfrey? Paul McCartney. In I need a, a heartbeat, right? Oh yeah, without a doubt. McCartney's amazing, dude. That's it. He's yeah, dude's amazing. All right, I don't know why all you fuckers are complaining, Billy. <laughs> we gave you a bonus show this week. We're yeah, not down what here. What happened? I don't know what. Yeah, he's... the red ass. He did. <laughs> His LBJ quotes were killing me today. Uh, appreciate all you guys. We will be back Sunday and we'll do, uh, next week. It'll be another bonus week. That's it though. Okay. Uh, so next week we'll go Sunday, Monday, Wednesday. Stay safe, everybody. Keep that mask on. We'll see you here Sunday night. All right. So